Hey everybody, thanks for checking out the Glendale Road Church of Christ podcast. You're welcome to join us anytime you're around. We are at 1101 Glendale Road in Murray, Kentucky. We meet for worship every Sunday morning at 9 a.m., followed by our Bible study at 10 a.m., and we come back every Sunday evening for a bonus worship hour at 6 p.m. Also, every midweek on Wednesday at 7 p.m., we have a Bible study. You'd be welcome to join us. We'll be sure to save a seat for you. Now, here's this week's sermon. Scripture this morning comes from Ephesians chapter 4, 1 through 5. I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you to walk worthy of the calling with which you were called, with all lowliness, gentleness, with long suffering, bearing with one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body, one Spirit, just as you were called in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism. You may be seated. Well, once again, that was an outstanding job of reading, and I appreciate it very much, and I don't think it has one clue of what to do with this lesson this morning. I am glad you're here. Once again, there's been a little shuffle in uh, speakers this morning, and I do appreciate, uh, John, I think maybe Stephen only preaches when Derek leads, so I appreciate you being here this morning. Uh, This morning, I would like to, if I can, okay, so I thought. Have you ever wondered what you would do in any particular situation? Have you ever known for sure, okay, I know what I would do if this happened. As you get older, now let me say this to young our younger people, be really, really, really careful about this is what I would do. Because at certain times, maybe not so sure. This is why I really don't like these things. Okay, before I was a parent, I knew what I would do. I knew what my children would do. And then I became a parent. And then it becomes a little bit of an issue. How many of you have ever been at Walmart before you had children and see someone at the counter with a child, with a three-year-old or four-year-old, throwing a fit, and you say to yourself, with all your wisdom, if that was my child, I know what I would do. Ooh, comes back to haunt you, doesn't it? Or at any given situation, you look somewhere and you say, well, if that was, whoa, And then we learn a valuable lesson when we have children. So to be able to say or to be able to at least even insinuate, and this is not working at all, fellas. Okay. Pride comes before destruction and a hearty spirit before the fall. Just think just a moment how prideful some of us might be in interpreting how we would react to a situation. 
And it is a matter of pride at times. Think of yourself internally, look at maybe some past choices that you've had or even choices that you may be facing in the future when you say, without a doubt, I will always be faithful. Without a doubt, I will always be, and you can fill in the blank. And I pray that with the strength of God and with the help of others, that the decisions that we make would be that of what God would have us to make. You know, I, I watched last night in some kind of, some anticipation, um, and I won't call anyone out here publicly, but I will. I know some are fans of John ja Morant, and if you had asked him last week, would he be playing tonight? I think it's the Clippers. He would probably say yes, and if he was going to be playing Tuesday night against the Lakers, he would say yes, and he's playing in neither because of a poor choice, because of choices that he had made. But he was so sure, I'm sure two weeks ago, yes, this is on my calendar, this is on my day, this is what I'm going to do. Hmm, didn't quite make it. And so some of us toward the same would say, this is what I'm going to do next week, and this is what I'm going to do. And maybe we will, maybe we won't make it. Definition of never. If I were to say never, never again, or never, at no time, not in any degree, not under any condition or circumstance. Ooh, that's stout. Under no circumstances. You know, I've always been of a little quandary when people make statements such as, and maybe myself, well, I would never steal. Have your children ever been hungry? Don't ask me what I'd do if my child got hungry enough. Because then I'd have to make that choice then, not now. Well, Gary, right's right, wrong's wrong. Whew. Are you absolutely sure? Will be a question today of, act, of maybe choices that we might make. 100%. My whole question is 100% are you sure of anything? And I learned this, I did, and I learned an awful lot. My, my dad had, and we all had shortcomings, but I tell you what, the, the greatest lessons I have ever learned was watching my dad battle uh, alcoholism, uh, greatest lesson. And the greatest lesson I ever learned is I'll never tell you what I'll do tomorrow. I'll only tell you what I'll do in the next hour. Well, Buster, how long will you be sober? Till 10 o'clock. Today. Janice, it's good to see you. I just now saw you.
Well, what about next year? I don't know about next year. I'm just concerned about right now. And sometimes when we look and we say things we will do or we won't do, it's an anticipation of what is going to happen in the future. Now, we have some examples. Whoop, I'm sorry. You know, if you had asked Adam or Eve, if you'd asked Eve, now let me ask you, you know what you've been told? God has expressed to you the rules and the regulations. Are you going to abide by them? How many of you think that at one given time, Adam and Eve both would have said yes? I know exactly what, I, know, I will not eat of that tree. Y'all don't believe that? Now, how many of you believe that Eve had every intention at one time not to eat of that tree? Okay, good number. I would have thought for more. But uh, I really believe that at one time before she was tempted, she would have said, no, God said no. Even she said God said no, and yet fell into temptation. And it's on page four of your Bible. If you'll turn to your pew Bible, page four, we will do, be reading some of these, maybe a little easier reading than up than in the screen. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was pleasant to the eyes and a tree desirable to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate, and she also gave to her husband with her, and he ate. So much for never. So much for doing what you know to be right or not knowing to be wrong. Now, one of the great exa examples that we have, I assume is most well read, is David. A man after God's own heart. How many of you believe that at one time, if you had asked David before his encounter with Bathsheba, and I won't try to count them, but let's see. And it's in 2 Samuel 11, verse 2, we'll start. And it's on page 483 of your pew Bible. If you would like to turn to that, because I know that's hard to read. 2 Samuel 11, verse 2 through verse 4. Then it happened one evening that King David arose from his bed and walked on the roof of the king's house. And from the roof he saw a woman bathing, and the woman was very beautiful to hold. So David sent and inquired about the woman, and someone said, Is this not Bathsheba, the daughter of Eliam, the wife of Uriah the Hittite? And then David sent messengers and took her, and she came to him, and he lay with her, for she was cleansed from her impurity, and she returned to her house." How many of you believe that David inquired a week before, David, are you going to have an affair with Bathsheba? David's answer would have been, I truly believe no. David, are you going to have Uriah killed? Why, of course not. David, are you going to? No, no, no. And yet, look at what transpired. Hard to imagine. You count the multitude of sins that David committed with, I truly believe, with no intention beforehand until the temptation arose. And so much that we can learn today, maybe of others' failures, even more so than by others' successes of how we approach situations in our lives and as, as we anticipate what might or might not could happen. And then probably the most famous, 
And this is found in Luke 22, verses 57 through 60. And if you're looking at your pew Bible, that is, pew, that is page 1629. But he denied him, saying, Woman, I do not know him. And after a little while, another saw him and said, you, are, you also are of them. But Peter said, Man, I am not. Then after an hour had passed, another confidently affirmed, saying, Surely this fellow also was with him, for he is a Galilean. But Peter said, Man, I do not know what you are saying. Immediately while he was speaking, the rooster crowed. For sure, 100%, I know Peter's intention, and it was not to deny Christ. It was to die with him. I know that because that's what Peter said. I will die with you. I will not. The others might, but not me. How many of you believe that Peter, when he made this statement to Jesus, that he was going with him, even to die with him, how many of you believe that Peter believed what he said to be true? Without a doubt. Without a doubt. And Jesus so compassionately and with compassion said to him, Peter, here's what's going to happen. And I wonder how many times I've made statements in my life or if I've anticipated my actions in my life and I have been so confident and I have been so strong and I have been so uh, maybe haughty of spirit and said I would and my Lord with all the compassion of the world would look at me and say, Gary, not how that's going to turn out. It's not how that's going to turn out. But you know, if I say to you, when you say never, say never. Look at James 4.14, and that, that's on page 1853 of your pew Bible. 1853, James 4.14. Whereas you do not know what will happen tomorrow, for what is your life? It is even a vapor that appears for a little time and then vanishes away. Whereas you do not know what will happen tomorrow. I guess we need to get past trying to anticipate what we are going to do tomorrow, what is going to happen tomorrow, how we're going to react to tomorrow. And as we deal with situations as they arise, may we, we do with a humility that says, with God's help, I will. I do, I, I, I do appreciate individuals' uh, comments that are made from, I think maybe a, the older generation, you will notice that verbally people will say, Lord willing. Well, will I see you tomorrow? Lord willing. Well, will I, that is my intention. I, I've made this statement in the past, and you can give priorities to certain activities or certain days that I would never miss this, or I would never miss that, or I, I need to change. My intention is, 
will you be here next Sunday? Probably the comment would be, Lord willing, will you be here tonight? Some will say, no, you already made up your mind. Others will say, yes, I will be, and something could happen. My intention is, Lord willing, with God's help. And that brings us to another point. We can, with a negative connotation, I can say to you, be careful, and let me beg of you, be careful, friends and neighbors and loved ones and family, be really careful about never. Boy, that's a self-confidence that very few of us should possess. I will tell you that I have been faithful to my wife. I really, I, up until this point, I have been faithful to my wife. And you would ask me, will you be faithful to Leah until the day you die? That is my intention. Robert, faithful to Catherine, your intention? Doug, good to see you back. Rick, good to see you back. But you know, I also guard that sacred relationship that I have with my wife. Hopefully I stay away from situations that even might even appear to compromise. Why? Gary, aren't you confident enough? Or, I thought you for... And sometimes that's where we go in our life is we put ourselves in a situation because we feel we're so, so strong. We feel that we, there is no temptation among us that we would yield to. Let's be prayerful about that. I've always said in my Wednesday night class, I will tell you this. The best way to fight temptation, write this down if you want to, you can quote me on this. The best way to fight temptation is to stay away from it. The best way to fight temptation is to stay away from it. John Morant probably not going to a strip club at four in the morning is a good idea from this point on. Now, I'm not picking on the basketball player per se. What I'm saying, though, is you lesson learn. Probably the best idea is not to go. And probably for some of us, the best idea is not to put ourselves in positions that even though we say it won't matter, I will. Mm. But, you know, not really what the lesson's about today. Moses, my favorite character. Turn to page 86 of your pew Bible. Page 86. And it's found Exodus 3, verse 10. Exodus 3, verse 10. Page 86. And God would say to my friend Moses, 
Come now, therefore, and I will send you to Pharaoh that you may bring my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. But Moses said to God, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and that I should bring the children of Israel out of Egypt? Who am I? We're about to come up with so many excuses here. My favorite Bible character. Now Moses is starting out a little shaky here. And if you'll turn over to page 87, and it's Exodus chapter 4, verse 1. Exodus 4, verse 1. Then Moses answered and said, But suppose they will not believe me or listen to my voice. Suppose they say, The Lord has not appeared to you. All right, here we go, Moses. Moses is saying, But what if this happens? What if this happens? See, I, I, I want to switch a little pages here. Although I am very cautious about saying I will never do something that I shouldn't do, I also want to be just as cautious to say I will never do something I should do or could do or can do. Never maybe strike from vocabulary. Exodus 4 verse 10 Still on page 87. Then Moses said to the Lord, O oh my Lord, I am not eloquent, neither before nor since you have spoken to your servant, but I am slow of speech and slow of tongue. Well, Moses has got all kinds of excuses of why he couldn't do what God wanted him to do. And if you had spoken Moses face to face a week before this conversation or even after the conversation, Moses could have very well have used the word, I will never, I could never. Moses, this is what you're about to do. You're about to, and he would say, possibly, I could never do that. Staying on page 87 of your pew Bible, if I'm looking at verse 14 of Exodus 4. So the anger of the Lord was kindled against Moses, and he said, Is not Aaron the Levite your brother? I know that he can speak well. And look, he is also coming out to meet you. When he sees you, he will be glad in his heart. Now you shall speak to him and put the words in his mouth, and I will be with your mouth and his mouth, and I will teach you what you shall do. End of discussion. It's not on you, Moses. It's on me. So get past, I will never. You can. And you know there are challenges in our lives that it just very well be that we might substitute, we might substitute the idea about not me to maybe... Or to someday. There are a host of Sunday school teachers this morning that will teach Sunday school that would have said at some point in time in their life, oh, I could never do that. There were individuals passing out the Lord's Supper today that at some point in time have said, I could never do that. 
there will be opportunities that are afforded to individuals that I'm looking at now that probably right now you would say, I could never do that. As Moses said, I could never do that. And I want to urge you this morning, as you grow older, whether you're young and you're, or where you're middle-aged, or whether you're my age, which I guess is getting older, the idea about you not being able to serve in a certain service, let's hold judgment until we find out what God's plan for your life is. This morning, I tell you, the, the auditorium class is going to have an outstanding treat. <clears throat> David Ryan is going to teach the auditorium class this morning. If you're in David Ryan's Sunday morning class, you'll be joining the auditorium class this morning. I was going to wait till later because it's only due to have as much notice as I had. But you know, at one, at a given time, for me to ask David Ryan 40 years ago or 50 years ago, David, will you be teaching the auditorium class on Sunday morning, March the whatever today is, the 5th? I doubt it. David, you'd probably say, I doubt it at one point in time in your life, wouldn't you? Tina, would you have doubted it? Yeah. <laughs> but you know... You'll, if you'd like to dismiss and come to the auditorium class, you will be blessed. I tell you what, all classes dismiss and come to the auditorium class. But I look around and I see influences in my life and influence in the lives of others of people that have served as deacons and elders and school teachers and care team leaders and, care, and a host and I dare say that 90% of the individuals that have served one time said I would never. I would never. You just might surprise yourself. But here's the good news. You're not going to surprise God. He knew you could do it all along. Now, what my Wednesday night class believes to be true, God knew 50 years ago you were going to teach this class this morning, David. Here's the key. You're not alone. You're not alone. You can do all things. I would beg of you this morning not to sell yourself short on your abilities, what you can do, what you might do. Even this morning, even this morning, there are individuals here. 
I could never step out in that aisle. Oh, I could, oh, I could never. I could never. And yet full well know what they or you should do. And I'm here to tell you this morning, yes, you can. Yes, you can. If you need the prayers of this church, of these people, if you need to recommit yourself to where you know you should be, you can. If you need to be baptized this morning for the remission of your sins to receive the gift of the Holy, and that was nearly my lesson this morning, to receive the gift of the Holy Spirit which you need desperately if you do not already have. That invitation is open. And if for any reason in your mind there's the word, I could never do that, I want as politely as I can say is you're wrong. Oh, yes, you can. Oh, yes, you can. You and the Lord have it in you to make what move is necessary for you to become the person you need to be. And for some of us, we recognize there's a change that needs to happen but up until this point, for some reason, we just haven't been able to make it. And I'm begging you this morning to take this opportunity to make any change that would draw you closer to Jesus, that would make you more faithful, that would in some small way improve the relationship that you have with your Heavenly Father. And I promise you that if you'll take one step out of the aisle, one step out, one step out, you won't have to walk the whole way by yourself. Someone will walk with you. Ryan, I appreciate you teaching Wednesday night. Was that the first adult class you'd ever taught Wednesday night? Yes, it was. How'd it go? I heard nothing but good things. So much for you would never do that. This morning. just maybe would be the day that never would go away. You're standing with Satan.